to start off this podcast today, welcome back to another CSE SOC Echo podcast. Uh, I'm Angini. I'm a second year computer science student. I'm joined by my co-director, Ryan. Hey. And together we're doing a very special uh, episode today. Um, basically, we want to talk to, um, we know that a lot of international students now are still stranded overseas. And if you didn't know, our uh, CSE SOC ARC delegate is one of these students. So we'd just like to welcome Kai. Hello. Hello. Uh, Kai, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. So I'm Kai. And as Jeannie mentioned, I am an international student. If you didn't know before, right now I'm currently in China. I cannot enter the Australian border, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. Um, how long have you been in China for? Well, I've been stuck in China for a year and a half now. So since 2019, end of 2019, when I went back home and I was never able to come back anymore. Yikes. Do you want to tell us the story of like why you went back to China and sort of like, have you tried to come back at any point? Yeah, um, definitely. But okay, so the story is every Christmas, I always go back home for like two or three months as the long break. In 2019, I went back home in December and COVID happened, start of 2020. And I, my flight, I booked my flight coming back on, I think it was the 8th of February, if I remember correctly. And they announced that we're no longer uh, accepting flights from China on the 1st of February. My mom actually asked me, like, end of January, do you want to change your flight to the 1st? And I was like, uh, probably not. I don't think it's a big deal. Nobody thought, nobody thought it was a big deal, right? And then, and then that happened. After that, uh, for the next, like, few months, they, um, they offer a, a third country transfer. So people from China can fly to another country and stay there for 14 days of quarantine and then fly back to Australia. That's possible, but it was super expensive. So I never actually um, wanted to do that. I didn't think it was worth it. I thought, okay, this is going to be over in no time. But yes, <laughs> until this very day, it's still not over yet. And I'm still stuck here. And yeah, of course, the um, third country transfer thing is gone. It's long gone. And I cannot do that anymore. There's literally no way right now to enter Australia if you're not a citizen or PR. Um, yeah, that's the current situation. Yeah. I remember I was also in China for like Chinese New Year at the start of last year. And um, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I think, yeah, I, I think it was like end of January I was supposed to come back. And wait, no, there was like one day where like ScoMo was just like, we're stopping um, all flights from like this date. And yeah, then, I think that was the first of Yeah, that. I remember having that same discussion, that same discussion. Oh, should we come back now? Or should we like, should we change our flight? And like for us, it was like a maybe, yeah, why not? Like it really could have gone either way. What would you have done, Ryan? Hypothetically, Me. if you're in China, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Skomo just says, and I heard about all of this. Um, I mean, I would have gotten back ASAP. I feel like, um, but yeah, whatever. But what if the fly? What if the fly is like, for example, double the price that you already paid? You have to pay double. 
and you're not gonna get a re- refund. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd actually be like you, Kai. Be like, ah, oh, this this will pass, right? Like this is yeah, this is like just a little bump in the road, but like it's been like at least a year now. Yeah, but um, yeah, you can't really like predict these things. Yeah, yeah. So you're like an international student, but you did high school in Australia, right? You, you studied yeah uh, high school in Sydney for a bit. Yeah, so I came here in 2015 and started a there's a course called IEC, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was a long time ago. Yeah, so they just give you like an intensive English study term. And after that, I went straight to year 10 and then did my HSC here. And so like, would you say that you're, you know, where do you feel like more comfortable? Like, do you see yourself like, you know, like being more in, in Sydney or China or is it like sort of a bit of both of each country or? I think there are like different phrases. At the start, like at the very start when I first came here, I was like enjoying myself. I I wasn't homesick at all, which is strange. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and but after like three, two to three years, I started because I uh, go back to China every year. Um, so every after so after I went back home, and every time I came back to Sydney, I always had like this small time period that I just missed home and didn't didn't feel like um i belong in sydney but that passes after like a few months so and that's like a period every time after two years but then until COVID, i've been stuck in china for like a year and a half now and i feel like i belong in sydney i don't belong here i don't fit in anymore I need to get back ASAP. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm. I think it's also because, like, how well you connected at, like, uni or even, like, from high school. Um, like, you know, you've gotten involved with, like, society stuff like CSE SOC or, you're, like, your whole network is here. So I think, like, like, it's pretty good how, like, you've managed to, like, set this all up over here, like, where we are. And now that you're not here, you feel like, you know, you don't belong. You, know, you feel like you belong here in Sydney. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never, I've never been this involved actually, because in my first year, I, I was like any other international student. I didn't know anything. I, I wasted my first year, just like going to lectures <laughs> and not getting involved in any societies. I went to like one CAT event. I remember one event entire that entire year. And then my second year, I what was the one event? Uh, ice skating, and then just some other because I was doing. I was doing engineering and then uh, I had to do comp 1911, which is the lower version of comp 151 for engineering students. And yeah, some other friends in my lab, uh, they just pulled me to the CSSO event. And I was actually really scared. I was like, I'm not in the society. I'm not doing computer science. Can I go? Can I go? And they're like, no, just go, just go. You'll be fine. And I, I went there. It was fun. And then, yeah. And then at the end of that year, I realized, oh, subcom was a thing. And I applied for subcom in the second year. Yeah, and then I enjoyed my second year, that was 2019, and then third year, stuck in China for my entire third year, and I was, and I didn't get, I, I was going for directors, but I didn't get it. I was actually glad I didn't get it, because I, I, I never thought of that I could be stuck in China for an entire year, and if I were a director overseas, that could have been hard, but now that I'm an exec, and I'm still stuck in China, <laughs> I thought I was going to be back this year to run the society, but... It is what it is. Um, I, I've never been more involved before because this year I'm 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 an exec. I'm 
still tutoring, and I just got elected as a student uh, student representative. That's really cool. Nice. Yeah, a lot doing a lot of stuff. I think you're yeah. like much more involved than a lot of local students are. Like people yeah. in Sydney just kind of like go to uni, maybe um, are a bit involved in societies, but not to the extent of like a delegate for CSC SOC, a tutor. Yeah, so I think that's really cool how you've managed to stay super connected. Is there a reason? And um, what's what what subcom were oh, you yeah, part of in twenty nineteen? Do you wanna do you wanna <laughs> plug? <laughs> yeah, I yeah I was in media in twenty nineteen. It was pretty amazing doing a podcast now as a guest because I used to be a host back when I was in subcom. So <laughs> glad to be here and again. For the record, with Kai has offered to edit this podcast, so this is our first time that a guest is <laughs> a guest is editing Edited for us. Their own yeah. episode. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super keen to get my skills back. <laughs> oh, what do you think has, like, motivated you in, I guess, like, being this involved? So, like I said, in my first year, I just kind of wasted it, and I realized I didn't, didn't get the most out of uni, and that's why I started getting involved. And then now it's more like this is the only thing that's connecting me to the rest of my friends and Sydney because I'm overseas and there's nothing else I can do right the only thing is I have to get more involved to stay connected so that's the motivation now Mm -hmm. right like when you're at home you say like I guess you're like oh like I belong more in Sydney but like in China obviously like do you spend time with like I guess your high school friend from before you left for Sydney yeah it's like middle school friends okay um I guess What's the experience being like studying completely online? I mean, you guys have the same experience. I mean, at least similar last year, right? Completely online. Mm. So it's not just me. But from my perspective, because I'm in China, that's a, that's actually a pretty specific place that we have problems with. Like, we can't access Google. We can't access anything. So that's a pretty big problem and last year I struggled through my internet and then halfway through I realized oh UNSW actually um, made a VPN just for um, students in China and after I got that it's actually been doing fine now Um, oh yeah fun fact last year so it was around this time and I got that VPN no actually it was um end of T2 so I was because I was struggling with classes but then T2 had online exams that was when I was really worrying worried that I couldn't do exams properly because if you miss a class you can always watch the recording but if you internet dropped out during the exam that's going to be a big problem so I I tried everything to look for solutions and that's when I found the um uh the VPN provided by UNSW it's called uh Global Connect Global Protect it's a new one they they made for just for COVID and the fun, the funny thing is, it has an expiry day of twenty twenty one. Um, I think it was what was what day was it yesterday? Um, yeah, it was twenty fourth of May. Yeah, it was twenty fourth of May, twenty twenty one. And when I, when I got it, they were like, I was like, oh, it expires in a year. They were like, yeah, you guys will be back in a year, right? <laughs> and I was like, sure, sure. And it expired yesterday, and I had to, and just last night nine pm, I couldn't use my VPN anymore. I had to contact. UNSW Networks, IT department or something, and they gave me a new, they renew my VPN to just this morning. And the expiry date this time is 2031. <laughs> they were like, okay, we're making it 10 years. 
so this, the this IT department anymore. The IT department are very pessimistic <laughs> about this whole situation. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, yeah, this is not going to be a problem anymore. We made it 10 years. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, I'm not going to be needing this for another 10 years. <laughs> I guess perhaps if there's an international student right now listening to this and doesn't really know how this works, what is this VPN like and why is it so useful? Oh, because it's not actually that useful to think about it because it's, it, it blocks like, it doesn't block websites, only assess certain websites. So if it's not part of the spe- some specific websites, it doesn't work. So UNSW ha- kind of have to enter what websites they want us to access. So right now it's like Facebook, YouTube, they all work just fine. But for example, Netflix, definitely not. <laughs> and like, you know, other, a lot of other stuff that just, don't work. And yeah, it's funny that the other, um, last year, sometime last year, I was like, oh, I can't access handbook. And I just uh, told the IT department and they added it. And now we can access handbook pretty fast with that VPN. So anything that's accessible, it's really fast because it's built, um, just for UNSW. So like WebCMS, uh, Moodle, MyUNSW, those are really, really fast. Are they quite open to you? If you like suggest the website, are they quite open to adding it to that list of websites you can access via the VPN? I don't know. <laughs> I just tried it with the handbook and handbook is pretty obvious. Like if you answer the handbook, you gotta, you gotta add it. And oh yeah, but another thing is, um, Blackboard Collaborate. So it's sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's fast because they were like, oh, there were so many, like, I don't know. I don't remember. It was like so many servers. Like we couldn't add all, we couldn't find all Collaborate servers, but we are adding more and more servers. I, I don't know how that works. I forgot all about networks. <laughs> yeah. So like, Collaborate is getting actually getting faster. Um, I think I can notice that lot, lot when I was teaching last term on Blackboard was pretty, I was pretty struggling and this term was much better. Wait, does that mean um if you don't have the VPN, you can't use WebCMS, Moodle and like Blackboard Collaborate? No, you can't, you can't use yeah. all of those. You can't use all of those. You and some of your websites are fine, but it's just very slow. For example, handbook, it takes ages to open it without a VPN. Oh, okay. So then, okay, I guess the VPN yeah. just like, is it because it's like blocked, not blocked by China? I don't know. Why is it like slower? I don't know. It's route, routing, <laughs> routing across <laughs> the uh, Pacific Ocean. <laughs> network speed. Yeah, the net, network packets have to travel across the sea. Wait, so you've been deprived of Netflix for like a year and a bit? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually watched a single Netflix show for like two years. <laughs> That's brutal. Oh, well. I'm sure you there's like Chinese equivalents, right? Surely. Um, actually, you just literally you just like search up any movies in China and you'll probably find it. But it's like bad quality with Chinese subtitles. Yeah, I, I can deal with that. I guess I kind of have to. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, do you feel like, because we're still studying online a lot here in Sydney, do you feel like studying online in China is like a lot different to studying online in Sydney? You know, things like VPN and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, apart from the internet problem, I think it's pretty, actually pretty similar. I don't know, what, what do you, how did you guys find your online learning in Sydney? Um, now that I think about it, it's probably, like, similar in the sense that, like, yeah, there's still sometimes, like, crappy internet and you're, like, sort of, like, half listening and, like, just, like, doing other things while you're... <laughs> and it's, like, there's no obligation, really, to, like, watch lectures, like, live. I, I guess, yeah, that wouldn't really be different if you were in a different country. Yeah, I feel like it's like, yeah, well, what I think, I think it's probably not too different to what you're going through besides, yeah, internet speeds and like VPN. 
it's still, you know, you're still logging into like Blackboard or Zoom. You're still like listening to recordings and stuff. And only some of our classes are in person. I think still the majority of courses have like online uh, tutorials and lectures. So it's, it's not too different. Yeah, a lot of local students are still um, doing everything remotely. Yeah, like as a result, I think the only like part of their uni life that's actually in person is everything outside the classroom. Yeah, the things societies. like societies and like like anything else, right? Because classes are still majority online. Um, so that's like yeah. quite interesting. How you know, hopefully that gets more people to get stuff. Hopefully it motivates more people to get involved with like societies and like extracurriculars and all the stuff that UNSW has. I feel like UNSW has such a good like society culture. So like it's yeah. you know getting people to make the most of that. Speaking of like society stuff, because we can talk about like CSE SOC. That's your top dog, your exec at CSE SOC. <laughs> um, you're the ARC delegate. What is what does an ARC delegate do? So UNSW has this ARC organization that just handles all the societies, and I'm just kind of the person from the society who um, liaises with the organization and. If they run something like O Week, they will pass on to me and I'll organize an O Week. Um, they also provide financial support for societies. Not that we need it, but <laughs> we still do it. We still apply for grants. So that's basically when we run events, I will supply all the required documents to ARC and they will pay us a little bit. <laughs> Not that it's going to make a difference. Because we have all the sponsors, but we get. I'm, I'm actually earning some money for the society, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, Koreas aren't the only one who are bringing the money. Yeah, uh, Koreas aren't the only one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You also do like room bookings as well, right? Like you, if we need to like yeah. book a room for an event, yeah. you handle that as well. Yeah, that goes through uh, UNSW timetabling. Uh, before that, we'll go through ArcFest, and then Arc will pass on to UNSW timetable and say that's the people who's organizing room bookings and I have I'll have to apply for, for that if you want to book a room. But basically we have online events now and since um that kind of reduces my responsibility so I picked up on um organizing Zoom meetings and YouTube links and uh, teams <laughs> meetings sometimes. Yeah, just online platforms. But yeah how has like been doing all this stuff in society like from a completely different country like what's that been like? I mean, most of the meetings are still online. So apart from that, I just can't make any um, in-person bondings. That's the most important part in a society. You got to bond with your peer, but I'm missing out on that. That's what makes me so sad. For example, I missed the road trip. I missed camp and a lot of like bonding dinners, which is awesome. I, I can see that people are forming our lifelong friendships in the society and I couldn't be a part of it. So I can only do it remotely, which is very different. It's very hard to bond with people over a screen, you know. Even though you're in a different country, um, like we're still like bonding just through like doing what we do, doing stuff like this. Like I feel like when you say, you know, it's not like we're making the friendships over here and you're on the side. Like it's all all like one unit we're still like bonding through our experiences and you know all the stuff we're doing for the society um obviously yeah it's hard with things like road trip and camp but like everything else there's so much more that we do as like directors and exec that i feel like you know that's still such a good 
network to leverage. And like, it's not like we're going to like forget about you anytime soon. Like you're still as much a part of the society as like everyone else um, in Australia or not. Yeah, it's just that uh, feeling of, you know, being in a society, you you do the work and then you celebrate um, through, you know, social events. So I feel like I'm doing all the work, but I'm not celebrating. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. part of the celebration. But yeah, I've, yeah, you're right. When we're doing work, I still feel like, yeah, we are, you know, making connections and working together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was just like us going dinner every week, then we wouldn't be a, we wouldn't really be a society like we'd just be like yeah. us like you know taking canvas money to pay for our like yamcha <laughs> or like you know time for tie dinners right like the work is still there's still yeah you still make connections you're just like working together like it's working know, and like as a team in as a team, team it's like bond it's, it's it's not like social bonding it's like team bonding it's like a different thing yeah but there's still so much gain yeah. from that do you wish there was more like online bonding stuff within CSE SOC? I mean, even online bondings, like I do that for my peer mentoring group. We play games every week among us and what was the other Jackbox and a lot of other things. It's not the same, but I don't know. And I'm kind of sick of those games at this point. It's, it, it, was, it was pretty popular last year, but like after a year, people just got tired of it and so did I. I I'm never playing Scribble anymore. It's so <laughs> sad. I'm so sad. No, I still love like, seeing it. Scribble is the one that do? doesn't get old. Like Among Us, I'm a That's bit like That's the one that got old the fastest. That's the one that got oldest the fastest. <laughs> I think Among Us I could still play right now. I can um, still play right, yeah, but, but I'm not Scribble playing I, I, I Scribble anymore. I can't yeah. I can't no more. I'm I'm done with that <laughs> game. You know it's you know it's funny, the first time I played it, it was it was actually before COVID. It was in 2019. No, same. I, play, of, I played it. I played it. The subcom. It. Yeah, it was, was one of my subcom uh, bondings. No, uh, entire CC sort of subcom bondings at the end of 2019. I, I think it was one portfolio suggested um, playing Scribble, and everyone was very confused with what, what were we doing. We were like, we were not on our laptops. We were out in the lawn, <laughs> and then we just put out our phone. and was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then now I finally understand this game when everyone's online, everyone's on, in front of their laptop. Now we understand this game throughout last year, but the part the, the thing is I, I don't get it like I, I, I it's funny sometimes to join that the fun part of it but when I don't get the word in some words it's just strange like I don't I, I never I've never come first and that's, that's frustrating <laughs> because I, I suck at this game that's why I just quit it playing Brian how good um, are you at scripture because I, I played it like yeah. in high school I think like if you're in um, class and like you don't want to pay attention. Like you just play school with the IO, like with the people like sitting next to you. And so when I came to uni and then my subcom in my second year, we're online. And what are we doing? We're playing more school to IO. And it just got so old so far. Um, I think it just sounds like that you need to be better at scribble to IO. Is this me yeah, that's or Kai? For me. Both of you. That's for me. Yeah, that's for me. Um, like, <laughs> well, how good are you, Jeannie? I'm okay. no, I don't like, I do. Okay. Like, it's fun. Like, I find it really fun to just... It keeps track of this stuff. Like, I don't... I'm not I just, like... Man, I, know, you know I don't win. I don't wake up and like, be like, I need to work on my scribble to IO skills. You just, you know? like, type out like, random stuff. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> you just guess random words. It's fun when you, just, when, you do the, when you do the custom, the custom like, words. Um, that's sort of fun. Um, 
but yeah. Yeah, we need to make our own what bank like within CSE or mm. just a bunch of like jargons, computer science yeah. uh, terminologies in it. That's like, fun. Pong. What do you do? Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> says pong. <laughs> I feel like Clarence just like started saying that and then it spread to the exec and then it spread to like the directors. And then yeah, I didn't know what Borg was until I no, became I didn't know. I still don't really, really know what it means. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's like for um for gamers and they say that all the time. It's like, like the games. Twitch I think the Twitch streams. I think it's like yeah, and then pay. it's just like it, I think it just means awesome. It means that's good. It means that's so good. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we talked about PIM mentoring, right? So you, you're a PIM mentor, term one, and that was like all mm-hmm. online. That was like Scribble.io, Discord, um, stuff like yeah. that. Were um, your people, were your mentors? Me- oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, my mentors, yeah, my mentors were all online. So were they like international students? Yeah, I kind of just, yeah, yeah uh, like most okay. of them. Yeah. How was like, how was, how did the mentees find like doing stuff all online? What was sort of the, the response there? That's hard because like we never actually like connected with in that level because we just play games. We just like we we wait for, we we ask them if they have any questions or need any help with the um with uni and society. But we never actually connected in that deep of level. I feel like I can see that other peer mentoring groups that are in person they they went for dinner, they went bouldering, they went to the beach. That's the kind of bondings that you need, I feel like, to actually really connect and enjoy the program instead of just playing online games. Do you know about any other like online peer mentoring groups? Yeah, we had a like we had a group chat of just pure online mentors, and nobody actually said oh, anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that chat was just empty throughout the program. We're just some uh, at the start. We just talked about a little bit how we're going to run it, and then after that, no one actually said anything oh, right. until the end. Yeah, probably. I think I no. I remember one group. They were like, "Oh, we're doing a study session. If you will, would you like to come?" And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." And I posted in my own group, and I went there. Was two mentors from the other group and one mentee study <laughs> session. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I can see that other other online groups are also pretty struggling. Mm. I mean, like, yeah. Last year, all the mentoring groups were basically online. Um, so. Um, you know, it's it's a it's definitely a struggle doing stuff online. But people have like been very creative with like how to keep up those connections online with like Scribble.io, code names, yeah. whatever online stuff. Um, so it's better than not having those connections, even though you are doing it through uh, online. It's like I think it's better than nothing. I just feel bad for my mentees. I couldn't give them, you know, the best experience. But again, that's like no fault of your own. That's literally just a consequence of the state of the world still just showing up every week, even though the mentees may have started fizzling out the fact that you were there, you know, you had games prepared or whatever. That's like the best you can do as like a, as a mentor, just like have stuff prepared. And then it's up to the mentees if they want to come or not. And obviously you have a bigger hurdle with being online, building that sort of, uh, that rapport is a lot harder when you're not seeing everybody in person. Um, and like you're bonding, options are limited i wouldn't like be too hard on yourself with that yeah uh would you say uh with um because you did high school in in sydney mm-hmm. you still like hanging out with your middle school friends in china like how how's your sort of how have you been sort of doing stuff in china yeah 
That's also pretty hard because because I'm from a small city mm-hmm. and we don't have really good universities here. So like literally eighty percent of my um, middle school friends they just uh, you know go overseas or uh, out other go to other states. Let's say other states for better education. Yeah, I don't really have any friends here right now. I can count the people I know right now in my city with my ten fingers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 10 hands. <laughs> oh, no, with my two hands. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do you actually, I guess that's probably why you actually feel closer to the people who you kind of like left behind in Sydney, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they only come back during winter or summer break. So, I, yeah, that's the only time I get to hang out with my middle school friends that are not in my city right now. Mm. So, uh, they, they have like semesters, right? So, they'll be back like half of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. Sort of soon. So like August or Feb, that's the um, winter break. Oh right, sorry, yeah, no, because you're Northern Hemisphere, yeah, yeah. That's spring, yeah, spring and and um Chinese New Year. So Feb is the winter break with Chinese New Year, and August is the summer break. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For like uh, international students who are stuck overseas, are there any like support networks or like communities to help like students who are stuck overseas? Do you know of any of them? Well, I wish I do, because I would, yeah, it's hard for me, and I know that it's hard for other people. I, yeah, if there's one, let me know. <laughs> yeah, who wrote this? It would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I was, in the I was genuinely cu- curious, because I was like, surely there's, <laughs> is there anything, and if there's nothing, I guess. It's called CSC Soft. I guess the CSC Society, <laughs> the are, best. We <laughs> are your community. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's a good one. Yeah. So how do you think for – it's probably pretty common for, like, a lot of international students to feel – if they're stuck overseas, if they're, like, also, like, no longer really connected with, like, um, the people where they're living right now, like, what do you think they should – like, where do you think they should seek, I guess, that sense of community? Well, I think the best way is – to join societies because even though we run in-person events but a lot of societies still have a lot of um, online events and that is pretty much the best way that I can think of where you can connect with your peers or if you join like a hobby society you can connect with people with the same hobby that kind of stuff I don't know where else to seek help yeah I guess it's sort of still similar to what you would recommend to someone who's studying in Sydney um, because, yeah, those societies have shifted a lot of stuff online, so those opportunities are still there. Well, but for the people in Sydney, I, I recommend going to in-person events. Yes, yes. <laughs> they just stay online because we have a hybrid uh, event uh, amount of events and we are trying to shift to more in-person events as well. Mm. Do you think we'll st- keep having online events like as long as there's still international students overseas? Yeah, 100%. And we should. We should not give up online events. Yeah. Even even if co- even after COVID is over, I think we can still have online events just for, you know, the ease of our attending so you don't have to be there in person. You can lie in bed and watch a workshop. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I yeah think, and still yeah. learn something. I think like workshops, for example, have really benefited from like being online. Benefited as yeah, in and tech talks. It's really easy to record 
and then just put it on YouTube. Yeah, and do it live. And then people can, like, watch it back. Um, and, like, yeah, it's really accessible. Yeah, because I feel like watching a, a in-person workshop, a recording is is not as digestible as, like, a Zoom recording. Like, it's actually really good how... No, it wasn't. I tried to watch... Yeah, I no. tried to watch workshops from, like, 2019. It was just the, 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 the audio quality. No, it's, it's, it's not, not the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, that is... Kai, don't you have a workshop coming up? <laughs> yeah, I have a workshop tomorrow, and it will be online, obviously. <laughs> It's uh, intro to TypeScript. We call it Get Hype with TypeScript. You get it? Hype and TypeScript. <laughs> no, I don't. Please explain. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah, workshops have really benefited from that. So I think, uh, so you're saying after COVID's over, you think we can find like a, a balance or yeah. we'll just at least keep online um, alive somewhat. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's also good as well because if you're like a first year who knows no one like showing up to an in-person event is a bit more intimidating mm-hmm. online is like a good baby step right you can sort of play scribble to eye on discord right and then yeah if you're brave enough then you can show up to a cardboard uh night you know at design studio see scribble to eye is a good thing um so like yeah i guess it's like good baby steps for those first years who are quite uh you know introverted nervous or intimidated by csc stuff yeah or introverted um so i guess there's there's room for both types of events let's talk about like internships um because obviously we're all csc students so we all want jobs when we graduate um and you're you're online so how have internship applications like been going since you're based in in china i basically just lied about it (laughs) because you know a lot of the companies actually be like okay if you're overseas that's a no you're not gonna get it interview you're not going to get a coding challenge or anything so i just basically just put in my address in australia and sydney and then um yeah even my um uh my phone number i i on my resume that's still my um australian number even though it's not reachable so but you know it's all this year for me i feel like it's all about getting the experience in online assessments and uh interviews and then even like they are going to find out eventually if you get it and so I just think of it as a practice or experience. Um, I mean, you guys are also doing online interviews, so it's the same experience. And I get that experience by lying about it. <laughs> Wait, so if someone, what if someone calls you on your Australian number? Yeah, okay. So that actually happened. Um, I actually I don't know if it happened because I wouldn't know. And they were like, "Give me your best number," and I just. Gave them my Chinese number, which can be reached. The funny thing is they, they kind of missed it. So they just reply with, okay, I will reach you at this number, which is not the one I sent them. It's the one on my resume. Uh-huh. And I instantly was like, oops, sorry, that I, that's not reachable. Can you please call me on this number with the area code or something? Mm. Yeah, and then I got a phone call. I mean, they're from Hong Kong, so I, I assume they can call anywhere. If they were to call to Australia, same thing if you were to call to China. So, yeah, I, I did the phone interview with Jane Shu. I don't think it's any different from people who have done it in Sydney. So, yeah, that's just one thing. Are there no um, online internships that are available? I think, for example, last year, um, Google's internships are fully remote. But the requirement, you have to be in Australia. Oh. (laughs) So that doesn't really make sense. And, um, well, that's their policy. There's nothing you can do. And so I don't think I'm getting an internship this year, but... It is what it is. It's the state of the world, like you said, right? I like that. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, yeah, you're just going to, you know, think of it as 
getting more experience and you'll be better next year. No, no, that, that's a really good yeah, mindset to have because, you know, when you go into these interviews and no matter the result, whether you get one or not, the person you are at the end after all the interviewing yeah. is a lot better, is a lot more experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you just wasted your time. There's, yeah. You gain so much from those processes. Yeah, every interview, every yep. coding challenge is an you know, improvement uh, for yourself. Exactly, yeah. It's a development that you can, yeah, you develop your, your coding skills, your interviewing skills, yeah, communication skills, and all of that. You know, handling the pressure. <laughs> the more interviews you do, the less nervous you are. Yeah. No, um, I think that's probably, like, I would say, it, it depends on um, who you talk to, but I would say with internships, like software internships, mm-hmm. the main thing that trips people over isn't actually the question itself, but just the pressure of being, yeah, like, it's just you and the interviewer, whether it's in Zoom or in person, and just coding in front of them and like vocalizing your thought process, that's like the more, the thing that trips people over rather than the question themselves. Because if you talk to people, I reckon they'll be like, oh, that question was so, like after they, they're done with the interview, interview, like that question was like actually really easy. Like I could have done that if I was, you know, just at home, just doing a thing on lead code. But it's just when you're in that pressurized environment, some people just aren't used to that or can't perform under that pressure. Um, so I think that's something which, you know, it's quite hard to practice if you're just like chilling, like on lead code by yourself with no pressure. You need that sort of, you need to kind of create the artificial pressure if you want to um, imitate that for, say, an actual interview. Yeah. Because um, I know like some people will like literally get their, their mates and they'll be like, yo, let's do like a mock technical interview. Um, I think that's a really good idea because it actually puts you in the mindset that you will have when you actually do this interview or when you actually do like proper interviews um, because I think that's a, a hurdle that a lot of people trip over. Yeah, so to add on to that, it's more than just um, the pressure that you get from coding in front of someone but also the time pressure. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's very, uh, that's something that you should also practice on like uh, give yourself like an hour and do a hard deco question. You know you're not going to finish but do it, like think out loud, like talk while you do it, figure your thinking your thought process so that's the time pressure and yeah it's good to uh, do it with the friend so that will help you to deal with the pressure that you get from coding in front of someone but also I, I, another way to do it another way to get more experience with that kind of interview is uh, tutoring because you're literally coding a question in front of 30 people and that's that's even more like it gives you more pressure than coding in front of one person, right? So, yeah, I think tutoring is also a really good way to, you know, do well in an interview. Yeah. Oh, what a perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, unless you want to, unless you want to ruin it, Jeannie, with another question, I'll go for it. What do you mean? No, this is still on about tutoring, but like, yeah, I'm supposed to be tutoring this term, and I'm quite nervous. I, I like, I'm happy to explain things, but the fact that I'll be live coding is like the part that makes me like the most nervous so but that's the best part (laughs) yeah that's what you will do in the interview you need that live coding experience from tutoring so just think of it as an interview like you've done interviews before right you can do tutoring if you've done interviews before (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right i never like drew that connection but you're completely right it's the same thing except instead of like one judgmental person it's like 30 judgmental people (laughs) think of it the same yeah and well, you get the thing is the thirty judgment of pe- people they don't actually 
judge you because you're teaching them, they're not judging you. Mm. So that will actually release your pressure. Yeah. Okay. If you think about it that way. Yeah. So yeah, so now I guess we'll segue into <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit about tutoring completely online as well. Um do you think Yeah. Yeah, do you think your experience with tutoring is any different? Um if you're based completely online? Um, well, a lot of classes are still online, so I'm doing the same thing as like 80% of the tutors, but some tutors are in person. And I know people that only apply for tutoring if it's in person, only going for those classes because that experience is just so different. It's so different. I, I used to tutor in person in 2019 and it was... And I, I, I remember getting out of a whiteboard and going around the class and get a, a marker and draw on the thing, draw on the whiteboard, and then going back, walk back to my, um, the computer, the screen, and then doing the demo, and then just back and forth. That was so different from just you know if you prefer sitting yeah in front of a laptop. I, I actually don't know what I prefer anymore because I haven't been shooting in person for a while, and um, they said so much better, but I don't know. I just know that it's different. I don't know which one I prefer mm. because online tutoring is actually pretty easy. You share your screen and you do your stuff. And some classes, they are quiet. You like talking to yourself, but, you know, that's just a good practice for interviews. And if some classes are active, they ask you questions, you, you feel like you're pretty much teaching a, um in-person class again because they're asking questions, you're answering questions. Uh, and other classes, they, they don't ask questions on, on, on their mic. They just type in the chat and you feel like you're streaming. So that's also a fun experience. You just like, it's like I'm doing a stream and people are actually watching and they are commenting on my code or they, yeah, they're making jokes in the chat. And I, I, I respond to that while I'm, why I'm like, why I'm like coding. I look at the chat and I respond to the, the jokes. I make jokes. So I think it's still pretty um fun for online tutoring. Would you say it's like harder to get people, mm-hmm. uh, get students like participating online versus in person? Or do you think you've sort of found a way to, to, to level it? I think it's kind of easier because it takes off your pressure of speaking up. Like it takes guts to, mm-hmm. to ask a question in a real life lecture when there's like uh, hundreds of people around you. But it takes nothing to type a text in a live lecture and even in a tutorial it's it's just so much easier they can literally have a conversation in the chat without listening to me but in person you can't if you're talking there i can hear you and you are you you know you are distracting other people you are distracting the class but online like they can have a chat like they can um literally just have a you know have a debate about some concept in the chat and I can take part in the, I can be a part of that. I can, you know, say my opinions. So I think it made it online made it easier to participate in a chat. But if you want people to talk, to, to unmute themselves, and that's a really hard thing to do. Even one five three one forcing, like giving marks for people to participate, it, it still doesn't, it makes it better, but it still doesn't make it feel like um, people are voluntarily meeting themselves and asking questions, asking genuine questions. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it's different. It's just different from teaching in person. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I, I still like it. Um, I wouldn't mind going back in person either. Yeah, yeah. Because you teach, like, well, like a billion subjects. Like, what subjects 
Do you tutor? Okay. Uh, which term? <laughs> um, what did sure, you just, let's just tutor? Do term one, like back in term oh, one. Term one. Yeah, I yeah I tutored Pop sixty eighty, which is the front end course, and it's the second time it runs. So it's kind of interesting compared to like another course that I tutored, which is Comp one five three one. Well, so one five three one is the first year course, and sixty eighty is a, a even a post square course. With, it's a level six course that takes both post square and undergrad. 1531 is just so different from 680 because it's a first year course. Also, 1531 has compulsory like um, participation. Yeah. <laughs> pa- 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 Wait, it's not compulsory. We just, actually... give, we just award marks. It's not compulsory. We just award extra marks and it, it's going to get capped. So yeah, I, you, I, you I, just... didn't ha- I didn't have that when I did uh-huh. that. I don't think I had to speak. It was, it was a new thing. It was a new thing. Um, last year it was a new thing last term because of COVID oh. and we wanted people to participate so oh. people can get actual marks by participating in the tutorial or you can just not go to any tutorials and just do the labs or you can do less you can do fewer lab exercises if you participate and you will get the same mark oh shit. that's the spirit yeah i think i think it's a really good um system to give incentives for people to participate if they really want to. And for those quiet, shy people, we're not forcing them. They can just do more yeah. uh, homework and still get the same marks. The vibe um, yeah, of that's this, that. um, of like mm. 1531 tutes is like completely different to like any other course. It's completely take. different. <laughs> 680 is like, I'm talking to myself and I have to ask like three times until someone types something in the chat to answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> it's even... very hard because it's a postgrad course and postgrad students, they like, they are very different from like a first year undergraduate student, which is like very active, very open, very lively. And a postgrad, a lot of postgrad students, they are like um, uh, adults. They've been in the industry. They, you know, they're doing a full time job at the moment or something. It's just very different. Yeah, even when I was, I was attendance, my attendance was so bad. Yeah, and it was, I think it was like very similar in the sense that like even though we were all in the room, like our tutor would ask mm-hmm. a question and we'd all kind of just sit there. <laughs> and then like it also I I felt because I'm fairly like I usually open to answering questions, but it feels really weird when you're the only person answering questions. So yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. See that it doesn't feel weird when you're the only person answering questions in chat. So True. I think in some somewhat it's better online to to support those people that actually want to participate but not um like or they feel awkward in a in person environment. So you've told us about like it. It sounds like you're doing a lot, like tutoring two subjects, uni, uh, all the art delegate stuff. Um, how do you like balance that all? Yeah, that's hard. I was actually tutoring three. Not three? Two, not Wait, two what? Courses. Yeah. Oh, what was the third subject? Oh, it's a, it's a gen ed course to teach non-competing students Python. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's not that much of... That's kind of easy um, because it's like one five three one is Python, but a lot easier, and you teach beginners. Yeah, you, you're not going to get any, like, really fancy questions, like people who've done programming for 10 years before they went to uni. Those kind of students, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, how do I balance? I mean, it's different for me because I don't do full-time studying anymore. Since COVID, I underloaded. And, yeah, for, interna- for international students, you cannot uh, underload. You have to do full-time. But COVID is different. 
when COVID happened, they, they, they want to keep us. They don't want to lose students. Universities are getting, are getting broke. They, they want to keep international students who are basically supporting their fi- finance. And yeah, so we were offered that we can take a program leave, which is just take a term off and then, I don't know, be with your family or something in this crisis. Or you can underload. I, basically, I just applied for underloading due to my internet issues and they approved it without a doubt. Like it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't be a possibility if it were in person. So yeah, now I was, now I'm able to underload. So I'm basically doing eight courses in two years. Yeah, sometimes I get to do one course a term, sometimes two courses. Never three courses a term any, anymore. <laughs> it's, it's too hard doing three courses a trimester. It's, uh, I remember the last time I did it, 2019, it was a lot of workload. I could not balance properly. I either had to focus on one course and just give up another assignment because there's like three assignments that you always, same time. You have to pick a course that you actually want to do well in and then other ones you just like, yeah, I'll pass. I, I won't be able to do any, like, you know, the, uh, for example, the extension or the advanced part of the assignment. I'm just going to pass that course. And this one, oh, I actually want to, I'm actually interested in this course. So you have to pick. But when you're only doing two courses or one, one, you don't have to pick. You just you just want to ace that course. Yeah, so I yeah, like in T1, I only did one course and I think I did okay. And along with like uh, internship applications, tutoring, CSE, so oh, T1, that's the that has the biggest workload for any societies because we haven't got any we haven't got we are recruiting subcom during in the middle of that term and before that before that term it's just all us and during that recruitment it's a lot of work and after they have to settle in so it's still a lot of work so term one is actually the hardest and i'm glad i'm only doing one i was only doing one course if you're like a director or an exec or just involved in society Mm -hmm. term one's a lot of work yeah. Like, um, especially if you're a CSE student also yeah. and you're applying for internships and then, you know, people have jobs and mm-hmm. life, it's pretty difficult. Um, would you say, um, are there any advantages or disadvantages being, being like remote to all this, like with balancing, do you think just being in a different country, is that helpful or does it make it worse or? Um, doing everything online, even though I'm doing a lot of things, but everything online, is actually easier because you can see your calendar. Like I can have one tutoring right after a CSE sort meeting, right after a lecture, right after whatever other things I have or interview. And that's fine because I'm sitting in front of my laptop. It doesn't take time to walk from one place to another. And if you, I can't imagine like, if you, do you guys have um, in, any in-person classes and you have like half in-person, half online or it's all online? Um, this term I'm all, all online, but last term I had some in-person stuff, yeah. Yeah, I have like both online in person. Yeah, do you feel like, okay, on this day, I actually have to go. But on other days, it's so different. I can use and yeah. then I have yeah. uh, all these things lined up, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So I actually uh, agree that it made it easier. Everything's online. And I don't have to waste time on the track to uni. That's like, it used to be three hours for me. Like back and forth. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Um, Travel to uni takes up no, so much worse. time. Even worse during peak hours, like in the morning when people are going to work, that takes two hours instead of an hour and a half Wednesday in the middle of the day. So Wait, was it two hours or three hours commute to uni? Oh, like, okay. So one hour and a half normally, not in during peak hours, one, yep. like one trip. And then three hours will be back and forth, but on a normal oh, day. Right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, even though I watch lectures on the bus, it doesn't help. I still waste a lot of time. 
But now it just you can do things one after another, and sometimes I I don't take breaks. I have I have I have lunch or dinner like in the middle of the meeting, and that's fine, right? Because it's online. Do you like the fact that you don't take breaks, or do you feel like you should? Um, I don't take breaks because once I do. I'm not gonna get back. To, I'm not able to get back to the state. Oh yeah, like you lose focus. <laughs> yeah, I lose like the momentum. For example, if I started watching a TV show on Netflix, <laughs> I can't stop until I finish. Right? <laughs> that lose that. That's like I cannot focus on anything else. So, I if I don't, if I just keep like keep myself busy, like not just doing work. I could be doing side projects. I could be learning stuff. I could be watching YouTube, but. To learn something, you know, watching a um one of those tutorials on YouTube that everyone recommends. Something which I think is only compounded when you're online. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like uni students, or and I feel like a lot of people feel like when they're super busy, they have to. They feel like they always have to be productive. So like yeah, exactly, you want to like be as efficient as you can, right? And that's only compounded more if you're online because you don't have commute times yep. you can do everything from the comfort of your home do you feel like that would lead to like burnout if you feel like every like it, you don't want to waste a single hour like you want to be as efficient as possible and get as much done in the day do you feel like being online makes you want to only compound that mindset and do you think that's like dangerous or like not a healthy mindset to maintain well that's literally me actually <laughs> like i didn't want to waste any time like if i have one hour in between i'm gonna be looking for like classes to attend even though it's not mine like I still learn something and sometimes that just makes me fall asleep during meetings during classes um because I'm just too tired of like no break and working the entire time using my brain the entire time so I think it's you should take breaks but not too long just Mm. small breaks like I I, I play for example I play badminton I, I think that's a break like uh, a few times a week I just go out for like three hours and come back and yeah get sweaty so I think that's a really good idea to um, especially during online don't take breaks by watching a movie watching a show take breaks by doing exercises going out like riding your skateboard and playing a sports mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't take that long so you're going to get tired if you play sports for like three hours so you're going to get tired you're going to be back and take a shower uh, at that point, your brain will probably be back to the peak where you can start working again. I agree completely on the point that like watching a movie do- like doesn't actually really count as a break because it's like the same thing. Yeah. Like you're on your computer, you're like doing work, and then you basically just switch tabs, right? It's not really a break unless it's like the same as like watching a lecture, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think you're absolutely right. If like if you want to take a real break, you gotta like go outside or just do something like just step away from the computer. Yeah. Besides badminton, do you, do you do anything else? Like what a what kind of stuff do you do to like take a break from all from everything? Well, I would like to think that I can play piano, but I haven't touched it for a while. Like, because <laughs> it's like I've been touching my keyboard. It feels so different touching a <laughs> keyboard, like a piano keyboard. It's just different. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think music, playing music is also another really good um, way yeah. to take break. We have talks in general about like what you think have has worked for you. But I guess like, yeah, if you wanted to condense 
like advice um, for anyone listening who might be also stuck overseas and like might be wishing they're coming back to Australia. Do you have any advice for that? Yeah, I think I'll just summarize what I summarized this entire podcast. <laughs> so definitely get involved, stay connected. That's that's what's gonna keep you sane. Um, so you don't lose your sanity. And it's I get that like when you when you're at home all the time and you don't see your friends, you get depressed. So yeah, definitely keep connected. Like even though it's remote, just have a call with your friends. It helps. Definitely does. And take breaks. Um, music and sports. Those are the two uh, things that I think are the best ways to take breaks. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary, right? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just want to like re- reiterate, I guess, that it's like mm-hmm. like your living proof that it's totally possible to be like quite connected um, to society, culture and stuff, like even um, from overseas. And I actually think it's really cool um, that you've managed to do it because I can imagine like it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like but, not to put you on a pedestal, but like it's good because like we have someone in CSESOC that sort of reps that sort of online, like, you know, those students who are online and, and stuck overseas and like, you're like pretty up there. So you're sort of like repping or like representing like those students, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like having a voice for students overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Just like someone who's like, you know, you're, you're exec. So like people know who you are supposedly. So just having like someone who's uh, in, in the same situation as you, if I was like an international student stuck overseas, yeah. Someone who's super involved in, in a society and who's also in say this very not desirable situation as well. I think it helps just someone to not look up to, but just have someone there, you know, and that it's possible to still stay connected while being stuck overseas. To be honest, I still think we can be more, even more inclusive because I still feel like sometimes getting annoyed that I'm not being um, included. For example, our subcom induction, I was like, we have so many people online. Why can't we just take a photo with us in it on the screen? Like they had to go outside and left us in the room. Right. And then we, we wouldn't, we couldn't be a part of the photo. Yeah. Just repping those, those students, I think is, is, is important because as I said, if you weren't, cause you know, even just what you've been saying now on the podcast, saying that we need to be more inclusive, like only you could say that because you're one of the, you're like the only director slash exec that is in that situation. So you're like a voice for those students who are, you know, remote. Um, cause if we didn't have, if, yeah, if, if we didn't have you, then it'd just be us like thinking we're doing an amazing job, but really there's all these students who feel left out. Yeah. So, that's like a unique perspective that you provide, which is you know, really good for the society. Yeah. Well, for, for the international students overseas, stay connected, stay strong. And yeah, hope we, uh, we can all come back very soon. Thanks, Kai, so much for talking with us today. Yeah, I hope this, this is a good chat um, for any international students to like sort of hear from someone's experience that's like very similar to theirs. Yeah, it's just like a reminder that like societies are trying the best as well to help international students stay connected and uh, we'll definitely work towards sort of like improving that as it looks like this is going to be a multi-year thing. But yeah, thanks, Kai. Yeah, we are. We're here for you. We're here for you. If um, if you ever want to talk or get connected, CSS office here. 
and we try our best to accommodate, but sometimes we're not doing what international students want it, but we can improve. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this Echo podcast. Check out our website for more podcasts. We've kind of got like a weekly schedule <laughs> of releases now. <laughs> for the first time in forever, when I was in Subcom, our podcast released like every four months or something. Yeah, it's only because we have a massive backlog from last year. I don't know how long this is going to last for, but we're on a bit of a but roll. weekly for now. We're on a bit weekly of a roll. Weekly for now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in.